Hello everyone, I'm DP, and welcome to Peculiar Pastimes. The show about weird, strange, and wonderful hobbies, the history behind them, and the very human heart that connects us to them. This episode's topic, roller skating. Roller skating is a hobby that seems like it's ripped straight out of the 1970s. Bad haircuts, disco, and quad-wheeled skates were all staples of this truly bygone era. Roller skating has obviously survived into the modern era, but in a number of different forms. You can play roller hockey, which is ice hockey, but played on a more or less regular floor with roller skates. You can play roller figure skating, roller speed skating, and even roller derby. I haven't the knowledge or experience to truly do roller derby its justice, but suffice to say that it's an interesting mixture of a relay race, speed skating, and a contact sport that is truly amazing to watch. So roller skating, while it's often thought of as a hobby from the 1970s, actually came about its popularity in a very different 70s. The 1870s. Well, the roller skate has actually been around since the 1700s. It never got very popular in the beginning because they were cumbersome to use. A man named John Joseph Merlin made the first skate, and it was used in a couple of opera productions, and he debuted it as an invention. But since it was one of the first designs, it wasn't very functional. A BBC article reduces Merlin's design down to three points, illustrating the story of the first roller skate. John Joseph Merlin, a Belgian inventor, was the first recorded person to invent a roller skate in London in about 1760. Merlin wore a pair of his new skates to a masquerade party at the Carlisle House in London. He was not a good skater and crashed into a large mirror, severely injuring himself. He had been reportedly trying to play the violin at the same time. So, that's all you really need to know about Merlin's skates. They were cumbersome things, but they did pave the way for later designs. Roller skating really became a craze in the 1860s and 70s, leading people to describe it at the time as rinkomania. This was partly brought on by the introduction of a new form of skate called the Plimpton skate. The Plimpton skate is the classic quad skate that we still often use today. Four wheels on the corner of this skate give it extra stability, and you can lean into either side to turn yourself on an edge. So this rinkomania spread across the Western world, though it started in the US where Plimpton made his skate. One of the reasons rinkomania happened is because young people used it as a way to escape the chaperones that were always required on dates and experience a little bit of freedom. The craze lasted for a good 20 years, but eventually tapered off with many of the rinks ultimately shutting their doors. So the roller skate disappeared for a while, but once again rose to prominence in the 1960s and 70s, bringing about, as I mentioned, the popularity of roller disco and roller derby and truly ushering in the modern era of roller skating. I used to play roller hockey as a kid, mostly because I had a friend who played the sport, 
and I also saw it as a less serious alternative to ice hockey. Kids ice hockey is actually kind of frighteningly intense. 5 a.m. practices and games all over the place certainly wasn't for me. I enjoyed my once a week roller hockey games and the occasional practice much more than the intense schedule of my friends who played ice hockey. Though the weird thing is that the game isn't that fundamentally different. The slipperiness of ice is definitely different than the hard floor, the hard surface of the floor, but it also isn't that dissimilar. The same principles and skills apply, even if the ice does make a difference. I can play a decent game on ice and still use the exact same skills I got from roller hockey, but I'm nowhere near as comfortable on the ice as I am on the floor. The way you gain speed by lunging and moving your skate forward feels just slightly different. The physics are slightly different, the way the puck moves on the floor is slightly different. And I think that's a good general descriptor for the difference between ice skating and roller skating in general. It's fundamentally similar to ice skating and uses the exact same motions, but it lacks that certain quality or perhaps the slightly different mechanics of roller skating based games. To me, it's a rougher kind of feeling. Roller sports seem like the scrappy underdog of sports. Everything is a little rougher and a little tougher, but there is an elegance to it that defies explanation. That is why people continue to use roller skates. My favorite part is the sound of stopping. There's a great sound that happens when you put on the brakes and stop with inline skates. Today's inline skates, by the way, are actually kind of similar to Merlin's design with wheels on the line, although they've obviously been much improved over the years. When you brake with inline skates where the wheels are all in a row, you can't slide like you can on ice. Stopping on ice just means turning your skates and yourself perpendicular to your direction of motion and an angle. This shaves ice off into snow and also has the great byproduct of stopping you. If you do that on roller skates, you'll probably fall over. Rather than switching momentum suddenly, you need to subtly redirect it. You arc one leg in a circular motion until it faces the opposite way. Only then can you switch the other foot over and do a similar motion with your other foot creating a satisfying squeal as the rubber hits the metaphorical road and you slide to a dead stop. This was always a tough one for me to manage with at full speed, but I played with people who could stop on a dime. It really is quite impressive to see, and while my skills were never that good at skating, in hockey, I played a pretty good defense. Though, I must admit that while I loved roller skating, I never really loved roller hockey. And that's one of the reasons why I switched over to Ultimate Frisbee eventually. But I always did enjoy the actual skating process. Ice is understandably slippery, and you glide across the ice. But in roller skating, the speed just feels different. It's hard to describe. Instead of sliding at speed, you are hurtling on wheels towards something. It simultaneously gives you worse and better control, depending on the kind of athlete you are, I suppose. Once again, 
this feeling of speed helps describe a lot of the difference in roller skating sports. We are somehow naturally used to the grace and flow that comes from ice skating, but we don't realize the speed at which we can glide on normal ground. Though, trust me, the speed gets much more real when someone is barreling down the rink towards you at full speed. While we may trade away that ice sort of icy gracefulness, we definitely can make up for it in other ways. Whether that's a kitschy 70s roller disco, or a match of brutal, brutal roller derby, there's always a way for roller skating to invade our hobbies, it seems. It rolls onto the scene like no other hobby I know of. It's in casual recreation, in full action-packed sports, and even within our own history. It's somewhat comforting to know that people in the 1700s could have had an awkward roller skating date just as much as you can. If that's not something to be both surprised and depressed by, I don't know what would be. But then again, someday, you just might have to try it and skate on by. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Peculiar Pastimes. Make sure to leave a rating, follow wherever podcasts are available, and I'll see you all next week. 